WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here, along with uh, Sir Rufus Edmonston. Hey, that's a new title. I don't think I've called you Sir, Sir Rufus. Rufus. Yes, yes. Sir Rufus is good. <laughs> I really like that. So, uh, Sir Rufus is here. How are you, sir? Well, I am so much better, and I want to thank... Uh, our listeners out there had several cards and calls to the office about my new valve. Uh, well, people were my, really worried about to you. my heart. It, it's working just beautifully. Uh, picked up a little pneumonia in the meantime, which I'm working on right now. But other than that, it's amazing what things can do. And so I'm looking forward now to, to seeing what, after I get the pneumonia over with, which is about that to that point, well, you went to to a great place to get pneumonia as a hospital. Oh, absolutely! I mean, it, they, I mean, they yeah. can't help it. There's just but so much going anyway, on. Anyway, people there. were very kind. They called the they called the office, like to aggravated Cheryl to death. A lot of uh, emails and text messages, and and I thank people for caring, but uh, not not worthy of it. But other you, than that, you certainly are. <clears throat> you have a lot of friends and a lot of people who uh, who really don't know you but feel like they do and consider you a friend from that perspective so yeah we're we're uh, very glad everybody was worried about you uh you worried about yourself i'm sure going into that operating room but i mean well, I, I <laughs> it this. was surreal the next morning with rufus on the air uh for most of the show and we we're talking to his heart surgeons <laughs> <laughs> well they walked through there jerry i don't know they're they sure or not my two heart surgeons and uh, I was on the phone. I said, here, take this and talk, <laughs> talk to the audience tell here. Them, tell them what re- you did. renowned heart surgeons. And yeah. one of them, though, did say that he was going to put some turf in. And I yeah. suggested he go get some, uh, go to, go to Super Sod. Super Sod. Yeah. Right. And he said, well, I intend to do that. Yes, indeed. So well, how about that? You do what you need to do for the weekend gardener. <laughs> Well, I am honored. I'll tell you that. Thank you. And I suspect you paid for a whole lot of sod. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, he could probably get uh, I, I, whatever yeah, green, kind of zoysia he yeah. wants. Yeah. The greenery. <clears throat> and a yacht. <laughs> oh, boy. All I cared about was him having a steady hand. Steady hand. Yeah, those boys have a steady hand. And, and I've, I've come to the conclusion, too, people use the terms minor and major surgery i think anytime they go into your body it's major to me <laughs> well anytime you're under general anesthesia yeah. it's major yeah. Yeah. so it's like uh having a colonoscopy and they they uh, <laughs> the last colonoscopy i had the guy said uh <clears throat> you're gonna lights out in in 30 seconds and he started he started counting it got down five four three two one good night (laughs) (laughs) saying his physiologist (laughs) man you you woke up cleansed 
had one Thursday. So good for yes. you. Yeah, did they do a countdown for you or no? Uh, she said, I'm going to push some stuff, and I saw her hand moving. Next thing I know, my wife was waking me up to get dressed. There you go. Shaking me. Come That's on, the way to go. do it. <laughs> That's great. Well, nobody wants to hear about that. Uh, <laughs> you, uh, I, I was thinking last night, uh, Gerald uh, deals with a lot of seeds of different types, and uh, people in, in – January and February are thinking about seeds for the vegetable garden and flower gardens and stuff. What about for the vegetable garden? Can we still be uh, growing any seeds? Oh, yeah. I've been, uh, of course, I get an early start because I try to set up at the market at the end of March, but I'm potting up uh, pepper and eggplants now, and I will probably start potting up tomato plants next week. And I'm still sowing plug trays right now. I, I did some basil trays last night, going to do some lettuce today. Uh, so you're getting into prime time. In ideal circumstances, if you had the right temperature and on a heat mat, you can take a tom- I can take tomato seed from seeding them and in 30 days have them in a bigger pot rooted ready to sell. Our friend Charlie from Chapel Hill used to call in February about his sugar snaps. Mm-hmm. And no, that's something you can sow directly and, and, and now. Yeah. Now, Gerald, right. I, I, did, yeah. I, <clears throat> I did not, yesterday it was raining, the day before in, in my pots, I put some outside some some lettuce and not not kale. I'm, oh, hey, oh, kale, I'm not Come on, do that. come on, they're probably varieties. <laughs> they gave you some recipes. <laughs> I put some kale. Uh, <laughs> good Lord, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to strangle on that one. I put some lettuce seed outside. Am, am I... You, you, you probably, I mean, generally speaking, uh, lettuce is funny in that it, it likes cooler weather uh, to germinate and grow, but it don't like it too cold. And it once it's up, it don't like it too hot. So I, for the most part, you're not too, I don't think you got to, they'll come up. When soil temperatures yeah. get right, they'll, they'll come up. And I mean, basically, in this part of the world, our spring lettuce season runs from about the 1st of March to hopefully So, Being directly in the ground. Yes, yes. Uh, and and you're, you should be right on time for them to come up. Yeah. Uh, in the greenhouse, I can get them to come up in four or five days. Now, you you are known, of course, for uh, the tomato guru. But when you go to the farmer's market here real soon, you'll have all kinds of greens, too, I understand. Uh, I'll carry I, – I don't grow any kale. Uh, I, I grow about <laughs> – uh, a half, probably five. Do you not like it either, or uh, I don't like it, and and it's a, uh, uh, it's just a short season, and I'm selling everything in you know four and a half inch pots. I don't do any four packs or six packs. Now, if enough people shake me and say, "Hey, stupid, why didn't you grow me some kale?" I will, I can make adjustments. Right. But you haven't had that All request. Right. Count, count me out. Uh, but but I I do write many different kinds of uh, of lettuce. Uh, in there, and, you know, because the lettuce that people don't realize, you got to have it in the ground by really, even if you're doing transplants by mid-April, do you gonna miss most of the season? I mean, it yeah, just they just, just don't like that hot now, water. Now, uh, hot I, weather. I do grow some of the summer crisp batava lettuce, which can take more heat, so it you it's not gonna go all the way through summer, but it will go probably. 
two to four weeks longer than you know uh, some of your leaf lettuces and butter crunch, which is usually the most popular lettuce that I that I sell. Still a little, a little early for cabbage, isn't it? I was thinking. Uh, yes. you know, I was thinking the same thing. Cabbage because uh, I've got. I love cabbage. I grew some for a friend of mine, uh, and I carried him the trays uh, Thursday, uh, and I told him, I said, I believe it will wait just a little bit before put. At least some pretty nice sized plants. They can take uh, like frost. They can take freezes, but you don't want to take them. Uh, you want them to get really acclimated to the cold weather. If we were going to have like any mid 20 degree weather, that's probably not. not yeah. Richard is uh, standing by. Hey, Richard, how are you? Uh, good morning, going. Uh, welcome back, Rufus. Welcome, Richard. Thank you for that note. <laughs> he was here last week. Actually, he hasn't missed a show because uh, well, of this, so uh, technically. Which is really impressive. Yes, yeah, sure he is. For someone with pneumonia, I had that when I was young, and it takes about six to eight weeks to recover. So uh, we're, we're blessed to have someone with such a can-do attitude. Iron Iron Man. He's well, the uh, toughest uh, man uh, I know. A lot of those high-powered pills help a lot, too, Richard. I'm I'm sure I've got some down in there right now, but it but it's, it's melting away. But I'll say one thing. If you've got uh, a blood sugar problem, if you want to really make it go out the roof, uh, take a steroid. I, I did not know that. And one night I <coughs> checked, my, checked my blood, Gerald, and it was over 500. And I almost went to the, the emergency room. Ooh. And I found out what, <coughs> what that was. I, I called an after-hours nurse, and she said, that's the steroids that you're on because of your pneumonia. Right. So, so there's always a balance in life. Absolutely. And with anyway, Richard, thank <coughs> you, and thank you for that that latest uh, uh, very intellectual note that you said about. I forgot what now. I have to get somebody to interpret your yeah. your emails because yeah. I don't I don't have the intelligence level to to understand them. It was Richard. all about dispersion and, and fertilizers. I know what a fertilizer is. <laughs> well, ten, ten, ten. Uh, <laughs> so I've got a product review here, uh, the Leaf Electronic Soil Tester, and in the uh, instructions, they also give the pH of uh, uh, 350 different plants, and uh, really some great information about what to do and what not to do. And they have a discussion on lime, which is pretty good. So, uh, it supplies the plant food calcium, makes nitrogen available by stimulating microorganisms that help decompose the organic matter, increases the earthworm population, protects against uh, a few diseases such as club root, uh, but causes scab in potatoes, and is disliked by organisms that uh, help decompose organic matter. And uh, they also ha have noted Avoid adding animal manures or sulfate of ammonia at the same time uh, as lime. So oh boy, I, I, I've, I've been dead wrong all these years then, Richard. Yeah. Well, it, it worked, though. And uh, it, it says, uh, gardening tips, it says, altering the pH takes time. Do not expect instant changes, but work steadily towards the ideal range. And most have an ideal range of pH. And consult the tables. Uh, and it says adding lime before planting is the most beneficial. It takes time to take effect. 
uh, liming in the fall, winter, or early spring is preferred, and uh, avoid adding lime at the same time as fertilizers, wherever they're, whether they're organic or uh, chemical. It says, uh, use lime sparingly. It encourages weeds and worms. Worms attract moles. And, but they said bone meal is an excellent fertilizer to be used at the time of planting. Yeah, and uh, essentially what they're saying, too, uh, they uh, say that if you're going to add anything, add something like cow manure. And I remember uh, when Pam was on earlier, uh, she mentioned using the hydrated lime because that works faster than the uh, dolomite. Little, little small pellets, yes. It will dissolve quicker and get to work quicker. Sometimes a little harder to find these days. And uh, it's interesting, going back to the manure, uh, I was watching one of Chef Shara uh, Moulton's shows where she was in uh, Parma, Italy, where they get the Parmigiano Reggiano and the Parma hams, and they make a lot of tomatoes. And she was uh, interviewing the farmer, and she said, well, what makes these tomatoes so good? And he said, uh, it's the cows. And so Sarah says, you mean we're standing in it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so do we in this business. Uh, oh, yeah. So, um, it's, now, now uh, wait it, a minute. I've got a, I've got a cow valve in my heart right uh, now. Well, that's right. We had no disparaging remarks against the bovine. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's okay. We're sorry. I might start mooing here in a minute. As long as I don't give milk. I avoid eating Johnson grass. I know when I, when I grew up on the farm, the worst time of the year would be when the cattle would be out and Johnson grass would come up. And wild onions. And wild onions. And that milk. Well, so I'm avoiding that. Yeah, good. Well, in, in farm life was included. Uh, they had an... Uh, a little paragraph about that uh, the farmers uh, used to taste their soil, and if the soil tasted sweet, they, they knew they'd have good crops, and if it was sour, they knew they couldn't expect good crops. Hmm. Interesting. Well, it's funny you say that. My father, I've had seen him stick his finger in the ground before and pull it up and kind of lick his finger and say, uh, the pH is off, we're going to have to line this. Now, I never knew if he'd already took a soil sample and sent it off and got a ring. But I've seen him do it more than one time, and it determined whether or not we— It wasn't sweet enough we, for we, him? We, or like, He didn't say anything about sweet or sour. He just said the pH is off. We oh, man. He'd stick his finger in there and shake the wind and all of that, too, uh, I guess. Oh, and uh, one of the plants in the list, it, it was—I remember a few— Weeks ago, the lady from the mountains uh, was talking about what... Andrea Lane. Yeah, in, in the uh, rock garden. And so in the list of plants, uh, they, they have uh, Mind Your Own Business is a plant. That, and it, I looked it up, and they do well in rock gardens. Now, I can just imagine the conversation at the nursery. Uh, I need a, a plant for rock gardens. Mind your own business. <laughs> <laughs> well, the rocks would leach a little bit of something, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the other thing I discovered was uh, I'd heard that 
For herbs, they like alkaline soil, but according to this list, rosemary does not. And uh, it, it, they have it listed as pH uh, 5 to 6, which is pretty acidic. So that was a surprise. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. And, but, You're always thinking, Richard. Yeah. <clears throat> That's something I need to take up. Oh. Well, if you lose your curiosity, then you're finished. Well, that's true. Uh, that's very true. We we should. I'm, well, I'm curious. curious. Well, I, I'm, I'm curious. curious. I'm curious to know about <laughs> what kind of what kind of tomatoes Richard's going to plant this year. Well, I was looking at uh, a Better Boy Plus, and then uh, of course got to plant the Sun Golds. And, uh, Reliable. Really pleased last year with the uh, Red Snappers. They uh, had the great, as Gerald told me, they had great disease resistance, and uh, the yields were incredible. And they're perfect slicers, and I'll probably, hopefully, I'll find a brandy wine, maybe an early girl, and go from there. <laughs> I can help with all those requests. Great. Well, when's the grow list going to be out, and when are you going to be there? Whenever I can get enough time to type it up, because I'm potting up like a maniac. Oh, okay. So I'm going to try it somewhere in the next 10 days. Does Henry uh, type yet? Uh, yeah, but it's, it's kind of like mine. It's a little hard to find. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to try to get that updated the next 10 days, and my target date for setting up is March the 23rd, but that's weather-dependent. Uh, or the other, but I hope to be set up sometime the last week in March if the weather is cooperating. Great. Well, you definitely have uh, uh, I'm part of the customer base, so uh, hopefully you'll have all those. And, uh, I'll have all those. I'm going to have, I think, at least 160 varieties of okay. this year. might be a few more. Oh, that God. I go to Can we send you a reservation? Uh, well, you can send me what you want, but me holding them for a certain time is near about impossible. Okay. With how many I carry back and forth. Uh, I am growing 25% more plants than I did last year. I put up a, a fourth greenhouse. So I shouldn't, I may eventually run out of some things, but it's going to take a while for that right. Great. Well, we certainly look forward to it. And- you gonna be you gonna be seeing potted plants in your your yeah. dreams, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> that's gonna. Uh, Jason says that uh, call, he's calling you uh, Sirloin Rufus <laughs> instead of Sir Rufus, is Sirloin Rufus. Well, that's what my wife calls it. Calls the food food loin, a uh, food line, the food loin. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, thank you very much for calling us. Well, always right. nice well, hearing from you. Uh, thank you all for being here. And, yes, sir. Uh, improving our quality of life. <laughs> Richard is not only an intellectual; he he grows pretty stuff. Yeah, sure does. Some of some of the pictures are just astounding. Of, yeah, of your meticulous your flowers yeah, and uh, plants. Yeah. Thank so, you, Richard. Talk to right. you soon. Well, have a great one. You too. Oh, bye. So Henry types. But it's encrypted. Is it could be. Is that, could, could be. It's in code. He ain't quite got. He can do. Uh, he could do different little programs he likes. He can tell you which streaming service they're on, and if you're too slow, 
trying to get them, he'll take the remote control for you and go through the so nine different some, things. Uh, so have some, my grandson's like certain. Do. They, do, does he like the magic school bus? Uh, that's not one he's watching now. He, they go through spells and then he moves on. I like the magic school bus because they, they go all these these places. That that bus <laughs> takes them everywhere. To Africa, to, to Cucamonga. Yeah. <laughs> so, Blowing Rock. Blowing Rock. <clears throat> they go everywhere. So I, I'm all for the magic school bus. Uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener and Rufus Edmondson, Gerald Adams with us today. You're welcome to uh, call and find out about uh, lawns, and we'll uh, talk about lawns and other things coming up on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here, along with Rufus Edmonston and Gerald Adams. Gerald uh, is retired from state government from the Centennial Campus, helping to oversee all of that property and uh, the governor's mansion uh, for many years, too. So uh, uh, quite a quite a um, uh, time you've had in your career well i used to Gerald. drive by there on centennial campus and wave at gerald but now <laughs> it's so now vast that, it, it hit me this morning on up through there that no gerald's not there uh-uh. but i'm glad you you mentioned the locations but i'm not retired completely <laughs> no 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 you're not Just you're retired from, from state government uh, <laughs> sounds yeah. to me like you're hitting it full steam wide yeah. open right this minute well, that's that's good. That's good. Uh, 919-860-9783. We uh, mentioned the doctor, uh, Rufus's uh, heart doctor, was getting some turf. Uh, you can you really shouldn't get any warm season grass turf right now. I tell you, uh, I have I have seen I, I see somebody people putting it. it out all the time. I, somebody I, in my neighborhood doing I've it. I've never liked doing that, but I I see they just opened a. A new Panera bread there in Nightdale, and they put yeah. Bermuda yeah. all around it everywhere. So, but this is that's I mean, it's it's a <clears throat> real expense. Uh, the turf, uh, the warm season grasses, certain varieties of zoysia, uh, certainly. But uh, I'm, I'm I've seen a couple of places, uh, homes, in my neighborhood, they're putting it out, and I don't know. That's uh, normally something for May. That's a little safer, isn't it? Didn't I hear one time from somewhere do that about time for Scythia blooms? Uh, That's a crab crabgrass preventer. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I knew it, was it involves grass. I knew it was something. Yeah. The the you hear on that. Uh, I mean, some people will tell you President's Day. Some people will tell you Bradford pears blooming. Some people say for Scythia blooming. Almost, we don't have many Bradford pears, but we do. Almost all of those are pretty. It's the same window of time on putting out a, any kind of pre-emergence for the spring summer pre-emergence. Plan. Yeah. So, and that's uh, but you can't you can't plant any grass seed. No, you can't plant you, any you, kind of seed. I mean, it's going to. You, some of the pre-emergence are labeled differently. Some of them will say ninety days. Some of them will say one hundred and twenty days. 
A lot of it depends on how wet a weather we have after you put it out. Does uh-huh. it flush it on through the system? But be most definitely, any of them, you can forget the next 60 or 90 days mm-hmm. being able to get any kind of seed. They don't discriminate. They keep all seed from germinating. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I got a, I got a great crop of, of uh, chickweed and, and some other stuff like that uh, in my landscape. But I have so little grass and so much root competition. It doesn't bother me much anymore because it's green. Yeah. It's green. It's, like it's, it's you, colonial you, green. Uh, like you call my garden <laughs> a colonial garden. I, it I'm is. Glad that I, it, well, that's, it was meant to be a compliment <coughs> because, I mean, you, you and Linda love love antiques, love uh, your house is how old? I mean, it's, it's over 100 over years 100, old. Over 100, yes. Yeah, so and you, and you have plants that are that old. So I kind of I figured that would be a compliment. I, I take it that Okay, way. all right. Well, I hope so. But it, there'll be a little little planting of some clover this year, as usual. But that'll be it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, for those planting grass, I guess this is we're around the time maybe March, late February, March. Uh, we can put out some fescue if we want to, maybe. Yeah, but you have to realize if you put out any fescue seed in the next thirty days, it's going to come up look green, and it very likely will not make it through the summertime. Yeah, it just doesn't really get much it can't get enough root established now if you've got irrigation you you might can get by with it but it still is a is a struggle to get through july august yeah yeah it's a struggle for me to get <laughs> through july and august well let me, let me ask this question not being a lawn person why is it that nine out of ten people seem to me like they want to do fescue and what i hear from all of you that do it is it's a struggle to keep it going well during the hottest of the weather it's grain fescue was never meant to grow in our temperature in summertime it just it simply yeah. doesn't like it doesn't do well and it requires an inch of water a week through the summer months to stay pretty much alive and, uh, and hopefully healthy in that so if you people like it because it's green year-round and all the warm season grasses grow dormant that's the biggest people yeah. reason like fish. What about Kentucky bluegrass? Uh, that likes it even less. Uh, there are some species of Kentucky bluegrass. There's a midnight star, midnight star too, and there's two or three other ones that will be about 5% mixed in to some of your tall fescue mixes because they can take the heat. And they're not really. As prone, they're not as prone to getting brown patch. And I'm telling you, I've looked at them before in the plots. You can't hardly tell them from the tall fescue. Well, where, so, I mean, uh, what? But how uh, do you find them? They aren't. They they used to be in mixes. Well, you if you look in a lot of the seed mixes now, and you'll see uh, it may be four, it may be three, four, or five different tall fescues, and the seed tag, the white tag attached to it, yeah. will tell you percentage. And at the bottom, you'll see like five percent, whatever the bluegrass uh, mm-hmm. is is to that. So that got to be uh, a pretty common thing and the and people say well why is this different tall fescues well the the thinking behind it is they're using tall fescue varieties that have shown to be uh, more resistant to brown patch and if you've got four different varieties and only one of them is affected that's only 
20% of the grass makeup in your yard, maybe you don't notice it. Maybe it's not such a, a problem. Well, you, so no, that's you, why you wouldn't try to plant 100% Kentucky bluegrass. No, no. I've seen some plots at Lake Wheeler that, that look pretty good on it, but it's still, once again, we're a little too hot for that, and that it it other problems come, you know, from trying to do that. But the simple matter is it's hard to do with fescue here if you don't have irrigation, and even if you have irrigation, you're going to need to do preventative uh, applications of fungicide to keep from getting brown patch. Uh, I mean, that's at least June, July, and August you're going to have to do an application uh, to keep from getting it, and that's never-ending. And if you do that, maybe you don't have to reseed every fall. But uh, if you do not have irrigation and you don't put out uh, preventive stuff for brown patch, you're going to be reseeding uh, every single year. Well, I have noticed that. Winter weeds are pretty green. <laughs> Boy, they sure are, <clears throat> especially if you fertilize. Now, the flip side is none of your warm-season grasses can take, you know, predominantly shade. And, no, and, they, and, they and, really need eight hours of, and, of and sunlight, most of And the fescue can do better in less sun. Uh, yeah. that's, the, that's really the only reason in my eyes to have to go to fescue is yeah. because you don't want to cut the trees down, you got too much shade. There's all their, you know, there's – that's one of the major areas where people are doing seed breeding now. Uh, there's you supposed to be some um, warm season grasses, some zoysia and some Bermuda that can take a little more shade. The golf courses really like that to have around the tee boxes that are often in the woods, but it's so easier to maintain compared to. But they they, they got a ways to go. If there's been any that have found to be, it's just a s- very slight bit of improvement. Right. We'll talk more about uh, lawns and other things coming up. Scott is in Henderson or Henderson. Hey, Scott. <clears throat> Excuse me. Doing this morning. How are you today? Doing great. Doing great. Doing how can great. we How can we help you today, Scott? Okay, so starting a new lawn. Um, just built a house. I have beautiful red clay, probably about four acres, and uh, need to get started on a, a, a yard this spring. So well, she, it sounds like warm like, season like, to me. All, all sun or all sun, full sun. Well, I definitely would go the warm season route, and you have multiple options in that. Uh, okay, if you're going to do four acres, that would be really expensive to sod. It sure would. Uh, <laughs> In four acres, you can go the sprigging route, which is would be cheaper. Uh, of course, seeding, that's tedious. Yes, there's a little bit of work involved with that. Uh, the seeding route, there are hybrid Bermudas that you can buy from seed now. There are even some zoysias if you wanted to go that way uh, that you can direct seed. I think the biggest key is not getting in too big of a hurry. You you really got to wait till the weather's warmed up. That's not something you can do in April. And if you're up okay. in Henderson, it may very well be, you know, mm-hmm. mid May. Have they overseeded with some? I mean, have they put down some some contractors' rye or mix? Not or? a thing. It is not a thing. It is beautiful North Carolina. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, they haven't put down something. Uh, well, the, just for the erosion. Key, the key is going to be the the grass will grow fine in the red clay if you can get it tore up as much as possible. 
uh, okay. getting where you've got some loose soil on top. The seed need that to germinate. Yeah. And okay. it's the and it's the age old, you know, if you can move some sprinklers around and keep it wet till you can get it up, then you're okay. usually in pretty good shape uh, at, at okay. that point. But that can be the a little tricky on the, the the getting it up if that happens to turn out. And we have a dry spell for you know two or three weeks after you seed it. Now, what about uh, I'm I'm still concerned about that soil. Is it going to stay in place that topsoil or is he well is he, he, four he, acres that you'd still putting out straw would be tough too I guess yeah and and, and that's uh it, it, it's uh that's a large area you 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 want a little bit of rain but you don't want a heavy rain yeah. you know it's kind of as you 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 hope the dominoes have to really line up right the one good thing if you're doing warm season grasses any bermuda any zoysia they all have a rhizome that runs so if you end up with some places all the size of your hat or the size of a doormat well it, the grass is eventually going to run through there uh, so unlike fescue where if you've got bare spots you've got to go back back and directly seed them that won't be a problem and then sometimes if i you know seeded like this larger yard as you got Go buy yep. you one of those punchers like they do uh, golf holes with, and you Correct. can and you can pull up plugs of grass, the Bermuda or Zoysia one, and you can move them around. You know, at the end of summer to those bare spots if you didn't get as good a, you know, yeah. say you got a hard rain and it washed some streaks, washed the seed out in some places. Okay, okay. Scott, did, did I hear you say? Yep. Four acres? Four acres, yeah. Why in the world acres, would you want to mow four acres? Because <laughs> he's got him a big old tractor that he can <laughs> – a toy. Correct. Yeah, that is correct. Okay. I, Here, I, yeah. Here's another little key because inevitably if you're sowing that size yard, you're going to have some places where you just don't get good germination. Yeah. Okay. And often what I do, say you had an area, you know, the size of your kitchen table and you don't didn't have hardly anything come up. I go back after the other grass is up and growing, say midsummer. I sprinkle okay. a little bit of fertilizer around in those places, and I swear it seems like the roots of the grass that is growing can smell food, and it starts creeping that way. And next okay. thing you know, it's, okay. it's grown through and covered your bare spot. All right, so, so he puts prep, he put any prep before I seed, or just basically I, you've fertilizer got and you got to bust it up, like he said. You, you've you got, got to up. try if it's if you can't reach down and grab a handful of something, then it's too compacted. Yeah, so you have but got no to fertilizer, be nothing down before I put seed. Just just rough it up good. Uh, no, I mean you could check it now to have to get a test on to see what the pH is. The okay. one thing you might would do would be put lime out now, you know, 30, 45 days ahead of when you're two months ahead of when you're going to be doing it. Uh-huh. That is yep. one thing you could check now. But the looser, the more broke up you've got that, that's critical for those seed to be able to germinate. If okay. this is, okay. you know, if it's so hard you could, you know, drive a nail <laughs> in it, then you need a hammer to drive a nail in with it, then Correct. you're not going to get good seed germination. And you're, okay, and okay, you're going to be good. wasted a lot of effort and money uh, doing that. You know, they've got some equipment things now that can really kind of pulverize the top of the ground and really get it broken up good. And, okay. and that's a key for, for you in getting good seed germination. All right. Now, what about uh, – let me go back to the straw again. Mm-hmm. When he seeds this Bermuda or whatever out there, 
Uh, does he need straw for that on top of it? Is it going to sit okay? What's the lay of the land? Is this on flat ground or you got on a big it's hill? It's pretty flat ground. I have graded it some to where the drainage is not that bad at all. Okay. Um, so, but like I say, it just seems like minus yesterday when we have rain in the last year. I mean, we just had a lot of rain. You know, uh-huh. I, I tell you something you, you may want to look at, and it, it will it will jerk jack your cost up a little bit, but not like sodding it. You, you've got the kind of uh, issue that hydro seeding would really benefit you tremendously. Okay. Uh, and maybe check around, and, and, you know, there are some of your more specialized landscape people that do that, and it's okay. usually done because of large projects like that. That stuff that they, when they hydro seed it, it forms a slurry over it that does the same thing that straw does, but okay. it breaks down much quicker, holds the seed in place. Uh, and that might be something for you to check into because okay. you would save the, because that would take a whole lot of straw uh, to try yeah. to go over that. Then you the straw is slow to die out sometimes and you get it the seed back out of it and you have to deal with it after the fact. But uh, I even now, when I do small reseeding projects, you know, got a, a fescue lawn that's got some places to do, I right. buy the stuff that they mix up to make the slurry with for hydro seeding, and I broadcast it by hand over where I put the seed out. And I hadn't used any straw in probably going on 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Very good. Very good. Scott, there's also a uh, publication that you can get at uh, Turf Files. It's a North Carolina State site, and it's called Carolina Lawns. Of course, uh, the whole site has a lot of information about it, but this is this is something that's fairly comprehensive. I was thinking about the the rate of uh, seeding, the rate of uh, putting out lime. Timing I, of when you right. apply fertilizer. One thing else to keep in mind, too, Scott, you get this up, and regardless, and hopefully you get a 90% stand. But whether right. you, regardless of whether you do a Bermuda or zoysia, the lower you can keep that grass cut, the more it's going to keep putting out runners to go sideways and fill in bare spots. Okay, very so, good. So that's very a good. big key going forward to being able to, to fill in. And once you get a nice thick lawn, then it's just a matter of, of keeping the weeds out of it. And I'd say that the Bermuda is probably going to germinate faster than the zoysia. Probably, probably. And, and Scott, keep that lawnmower blade sharp. <laughs> lawnmower blade? He's got. He, what kind of tractor well, you got, got he Scott? Got a tractor, of course. <laughs> I got the best kind, a farm all. Right. Ah. Yeah, and he's got attachments. I've already figured that out. So exactly right. Exactly right. <laughs> so if I decide to sprig, I'll call back and we'll do a live show out there. Have you? Got Heck that? yeah, man! But the, the sprigging <laughs> is not so catastrophic as people right. think. It's the same key. You've got to have the ground prepped up and loose. And the okay. one key with the sprigs, I mean, I've thrown them out with a pitchfork. Uh, before you have got to keep those damp, not wet, but okay. they've got to be kept damp till they sprout and come up, and then you're you're off to the races. Perfect, guys. Thank you all so much for your time today, and uh, y'all have a great weekend. Tell everybody in Henderson we said hello, won't you, Scott? I sure will. All right, buddy. Henderson, y'all said hello. All right, now. All right, guys. Thank Bye. y'all so much. Thank you. Bye. Uh huh. Bye bye. What is this slurry stuff? Well, it, it, you, <laughs> is that a is that a technical term well, for the farm? Yeah, because when they spray it, if you've seen them, like lots of times you see the DOT, 
they got a big slope hill beside the road they've graded. You see them shooting that gun out, and it looks like a goo. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and what it does, it dries. And when it dries, it, it merges together, and you can't, you almost have to take a rake if you wanted to get it up, and it, it keeps the seed from washing. And you need it, to add some to your, your uh, it, well, clover. Well, I, I say the, It decomposes much quicker yeah. than straw does. Now, go, so going good. in to my place, as both of you know very well, there's a very steep embankment. Yeah. And the pipe people have been down through there, uh, yeah. the, the, the putting in a pipe. And I have to say, they've done a wonderful job because first Why don't you of all, put some guardrails down it, there. It, I, I did. <laughs> right. You know why, too. <laughs> because people can't drive. Oh, my God. But they put that slurry on there. Yeah. Uh huh. And it's had a couple of good rains. Yeah. It's holding. Yeah. And yeah. you'll see seed popping up through it. For now, long. you know why I put the guardrail there, Gerald? Mm-hmm. About every other week, I'd go down there. Early in the morning, there'd be a car turned over with beer cans all over the place where they ran off of the road, into yeah. my road. <laughs> There's a said, safer barrier over there, like they have at the racetrack. Thank goodness I had a good friend in DOT at that time, and I said, I need a guardrail. Yeah. And he said, it's harder to get a guardrail than it is to get a, a stoplight. <laughs> I said, well, let's, let's try hard, because I'm getting tired of picking up those beer cans. and Yeah, and, and the people and, that and, uh, and, and having people run, wreck a car and run through the woods. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, I think we better, uh, they better take a break. <laughs> we better break for it. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. It's 856.